0: Is up, everybody. Welcome to Toffee Blues USA, your source for all things Everton, American style. Um, Joining you after a bit of a sabbatical is me. It's Jerry. I'm recorded from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and and accompanying me is is my man hanging out in Cincinnati. And if you're listening, you can't hear his Cincinnati, his FC Cincinnati shirt. But really, you should, you know, because it's pretty wonderful. Uh, I've got I've got Jake Holton join me again, everybody. Jake, how how art thou?
1: It's good. Um, right now, it's I think we had a heat index of over a hundred degrees today, and like something like eighty percent humidity or something. So it was really, it's really, really hot. You couldn't step outside for more than a couple minutes. But other than that, we're fine. Everything's great. Holy crap! Good gosh!
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a little warm here, but I was I spent all day in, inside working on nerdy movie stuff. So, yeah, I didn't I, I didn't experience the outdoors until I came out. And it was a storm, a thunderstorm, right there. I walked out and, and thunderstruck. And I was like, this is like the universe saying, go back inside, Jerry. But I, I didn't. You know, if you I were a
1: Midwesterner, you would have just sat there on your porch and watched the whole thing roll by. I, 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 it would have
0: been cool. I will say that's one of my favorite things is to to be in like a screened-in porch, and to just hang out during a storm. I do like that. That is a cool. Us Midwesterners thing. are just
1: weird because, yeah, we're weird because like it could be like tornado watch, super hard thunderstorm, and we're just standing on the front porch like, oh, yeah, this is gonna be a doozy. I will say, if it's a tornado
0: watch, I'm not on the porch. You, that's. <laughs> it's, not, it's not my, I, I'm not uh, flirting with danger like that on a, on a daily basis. For me, it's like, oh, there's thunder and I like to be inside uh, falling asleep to it or reading a book and that's cool. I'm not out there like Jake holding a large metal pole going, you got any more for me? You know, it's
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would be like that guy from the, the hurricane a couple years ago who was outside with the flag and the long hair just banging his head. Yes. 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 So, uh, yes. Uh, I, I, so we're good. We're good. We're everything's fine.
0: Good. Yeah. We're, we 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 survived.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: So we have to we have to start off everything after what well, we've already started with. We have to talk about uh, we have to talk about Orlando. Okay. Orlando was a thing that happened. It was it was like this this uh, gathering. Of of American or or you know stateside, uh, Evertonians, come uh, coming together to hang out, slap hands, drink, and watch watch Everton play Millonarios and Pumas. Uh, Is that the other team Pumas. Pumas. So, were you able to go to one game or two?
1: I was there for the Millonarios game on Sunday. I was not able to attend the Pumas game on Wednesday. So
0: as everybody knows, I was supposed to go to Mionarios as well. We'll get my story for that nonsense later. Let's hear let's hear from somebody who was there though. Was it was it the blue heaven that you that you thought it would be?
1: Yeah, it was everything. It was um I kept, I kept telling everyone, I'm like, this is this has probably been the greatest weekend of my life. And that seems a bit dramatic and a little bit of like revisionist history. Uh, but I actually do think that it was probably the greatest weekend of my life. Um, Everton has become such a big part of my life and everyone knows that. I've told my story to a bunch of different people and everyone always asked me, but like this was a big deal for me. Like when I found out in, you know, June or late may, I was, I was like stunned into silence. I was just scrolling through Twitter and Everton tweeted it out. And I'm just like, this, this is unbelievable. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was really cool, um, to see Everton play in the flesh and I'm like, this is, this is cool. And then I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I want more. Now I got to find a way to save up money to go to Goodison yeah. Park. Like Goodison Park is going to be like, that's going to be like the Mecca. It's going to be, it's going to be my church. Like it's going to be the, the birthplace of of, uh, of my fandom, you know, so I got to get there. Now I'm like, like chomping at the bit and uh, I got people on, you know, on the other side of the pond who are like, all right, well, we're waiting for you. We'll have a pint yeah. when you get here so I'm right that's uh it was was, was, uh it was awesome um I I did I did you know I was as I was walking into the stadium um for the Milanarius game I'm like man I wish some other people were here like I wish people from Liverpool could have been here and I wish I wish my buddy I I literally told him to somebody I was like I wish Jerry could have been here because like this is a big deal to him too so like I was I was I was super pumped up, but at the same time, I'm like man, it could have been so much better. And you know, because of extenuating circumstances with all kinds of things, and yeah. people from Liverpool couldn't even come. And I, I know so many of them wanted to. So,
0: yeah, it's you know, it, it's such a it's such a strange year. You know, it's such a strange we're, we're living in strange times right now. So not everybody can get there. I've got my own set of circumstances. We'll get into later um but i i am still thinking that there was a healthy chunk of toffees there and i'm also uh i i just got to feel like it was like a who's who of everton twitter <laughs> It was <laughs> wherever where you're looking it like was. hey i know you yeah hey. no it
1: was yeah <laughs> hey, you've never met these people before but you give them a big old hug Hey, right you do yes you do start drinking with him and talking with them like you've known him for years because you do you just yes. don't know him in person but it was really cool like yeah. jordan from jordan from the uh miami toffees he's a he's a yes. he's a well-known guy on twitter and we just looked at each other and we're like yeah yeah and we just started drinking and hanging out like it was cool it was so cool
0: yeah i had to hang out with jordan and have him take me to some to some super cool like bars where he's they're like He's like jumps up there and starts playing his own music and yeah <laughs> and yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that oh man that's very cool yeah it's like I was just you sit there and I know uh, Aaron Free who have, we've got questions from I know man. he was that the Hello, the Bowsy toffee tits in the flesh um, you know and you already know some of the people that I would have been looking forward to knowing too like I mean like Jeff I mean I've never met Jeff in person you. You probably sit there and hang out with him, and you guys have slumber parties and stuff all the time. And I, I, you know, (laughs) Jeff and I run into
1: each other uh, accidentally a lot, which is really funny. You do, (laughs) which is really funny.
0: Uh, You're like, hey, Jeff, I just came in the hallway to use the bathroom. Is that cool? Can I, (laughs) can I I borrow a cup of sugar, Jeff? Uh, Uh, No, man. (laughs) But I mean, you know, like it'd have been cool to like meet Tony. Um, and it just I mean, there's there's a slew of other people that have come on the show. Like it would have been really cool. Like uh, Jake Jacob Ritchie has come on the show a bunch, and I we've been making I've been making plans to meet him and Alejandro from the Toffee Blues, uh, who does a Spanish Toffee Blues uh, show. I mean, these are these are very cool people that I interact with online, and I've been making plans to meet up with just like you. And you know my you know they got to go, which is cool. Um, and they, everybody had a blast and they're sitting there like, Hey, look, there's, there's, there's our people down there on the field. There's our, there's our, yeah, yeah you know, and the geeking out was, uh, was extraordinary. Um, it, it seemed like it was for, for some people, it was like the, their, their sporting event, one of the, one of the best sporting events of their life.
1: Yeah. Just, it's a know, preseason and, game.
0: Yeah. It's a preseason game. It's pretty think about game, that. Which is nuts. It's so nuts to think about that, um, but it's you know because it's partly seeing the team, but it's also that that those connections, you know, putting everybody in the same place. They're meeting out, and all of a sudden, okay, there's Tim Howard. Hey, you know, that kind of seems like a really just an extraordinary event in someone's life. So, what was your favorite part? Favorite favorite part of the weekend?
1: You know, I gotta say, when I got there on Saturday and we had the welcome party at the Harp and Celt, well, I had some issues with my hotel room. It was a, it was a wild thing. The check in process was rigorous, and I had so I had two different emails. I've got the one for like important things, and then I've got the other one for all the other nonsense that I don't want to deal with. Uh, so I thought I had reserved my hotel with my important things email address. And it turns out I did the other one with all the nonsense. So I had not completed the check-in process with my email because I had thought that they hadn't emailed me yet when they had, but then I had to go through this whole thing where I had to like scan my ID and, and do this, all this other stuff and jump through a bunch of hoops and scan my face. In. <laughs> Jake, and I'm like, Jake, Jake was like
0: the man with the rubber gloves was surprisingly gentle. <laughs>
1: I uh, So I was really stressed out about that. But then as soon as I got done with that and got everything squared away and everything was cool, I walked in and just went at it. I'm like, I hadn't even dropped my bag off. I was still wearing my backpack mm-hmm. because I hadn't been able to get into my hotel. So I was like... All right. Well, I'm Dude. just gonna walk around with my backpack, and we'll be oh, fine. You look like so, you were
0: bringing. You look like you were bringing like a twelve pack of beast ice in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you're like, uh, yeah, I'm here
0: to, par- here to party. guys. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That party, I think, was the the highlight of the weekend. I was really only there for two and a half, three hours, but yeah. I got to meet so many people and uh, you know, I got to hang out with Aaron and I got to hang out with Jeff and I got to hang out with the guys from San Diego and New York. And and I mean, Nashville, just so many people. And some of the people from my Ohio group chat were there, you know, people from Cleveland were there. Um, and I got to meet them for the first time. I've been talking with them over, you know, WhatsApp for (laughs) a couple years now. And I'm like, I don't even know what these people look like. Uh, so that was cool and people kept buying me drinks and uh <laughs> jeff knocked a beer out of my hand which was really funny um i got to start the richarlison chant in the bar which was also really cool Wow, that was awesome so i think that that welcome party was it was just that it was a huge welcome party for everyone and, and we just had a, a grand old time and uh, i got really plastered too so yeah that happens <laughs> I will, when you're I will, when you're hanging with a bunch of Evertonians, it's bound to happen. It's, yeah, it's basically when impossible. It's,
0: especially when it's like a party that's like years and years due. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just, it's like it's all this like you know credit you're finally cashing in. Like hey, is it we, we, we've been patient. You know. Uh, by the way, I realize Jeff is like this super sophisticated you know very mature guy but i like to think and imagine the idea of when he knocked the beer out of your hand he was performing some sort of coyote ugly style dance on top of the bar i he, wish I, I know he would never but the mind boggles and it would i be hilarious. wish that would be that would be really funny i wish so jeff note to you let's make that scene let's see <laughs> that happen <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well so that is awesome and uh, I, I mean it's, it's it's pretty much what I expected I'll be honest uh, I was expecting to hear pretty much that uh, everybody talking about how, how it was like the best best time of their life and that's that's what I was expecting so I'm envious I will say. Um, I was I was disappointed not to be able to go. Uh, for people who don't know, um, I was planning, I had tickets, and then when they refunded the tickets, I realized that um, the documentary I was making, the team that I've been following kept winning. The, the men's team kept winning. And so when Orlando happened, I could either go to Orlando, and that would mean that uh, we wouldn't have as good of camera coverage for The, uh, you know, their game, they have two, they had two games in Statesboro, Georgia, and we wouldn't have had as extensive a coverage. And I'd already missed one weekend of the team's playoffs. And basically, if they won those games, that meant they they went, that meant they went to the national championship. And I'm directing the movie. It's a (laughs) big thing. Like, it's, I can't get over how the fact that it's like, it's a huge, it's one of the biggest opportunities in my life. Yeah. And, and I'm working with like some buddies of mine and I'm super proud of, of what my, my group has been doing, but the team, like we're bonded. This right here, I don't know if you can see it. This is a bracelet that the coach's daughter made for us and the team, because, and we're filmmakers. We're just goofy film, you know, and they treated us like, like we were on the team. And it was really, it was a, it's just, a, I cannot stress to you enough. How cool the bonding experience was, and I probably was just as hungover as the Evertonians were come Monday morning because the team won not just Friday night but also Sunday night, and Sunday night meant they went to the national championship, and that was a big, big thing for this team coming out of uh North carolina um and it, you you're just so happy because you see we've been seeing all the work they've done, you know um and so. So yeah, so you know, we ended up after that going to Iowa, and guess what? We drove right past Cincinnati. Um, we drove to Iowa because my my camera guy he uh, he can't fly, so yeah, I went I went on a road trip to Iowa to watch the national championship game, and uh, I was really proud of the guys. They they lost one nil on a on an ugly goal to a good team, and it was heartbreaking. Because uh, I, I had to sit there and I, I it was me and the and the camera guy which meant I had to hold a camera too, and I don't normally do that. I only really work with people. I only really work with people, not with cameras. Yeah. But I after the game, the team is like broken. Yeah. They are broken, and here comes me with the camera.
1: With the camera, and gonna, right? And
0: I'm gonna let me. I know we're friends and all. I know I've been following you all year and I really care how you're feeling, but let me put a camera in your face while you cry. Let me, let me at one of your lowest, worst feeling. My, the thing is, here's the thing though, it shouldn't be a low moment because they, were, they felt that awful because their bond was so strong and because they had achieved something magnificent. Um, and so... So yeah, so it was a, it was a really I mean it was a a big thing to be a part of and I, the movie's going to be great. I'm super proud of it. But then like the next morning I got a message on my phone from one of the players and the whole team was on this big long WhatsApp message thing, okay? Yeah. And I'm only telling this story cuz I swear to god it has a relevance to Everton. So Number one, the head coach and the assistant are huge Liverpool fans, right? Oh. So they are constantly busting my balls about Everton, like nonstop, but they're really good people. You know what I mean? So then, you know, there's a lot of really good people who are Reds. They just are. I, I feel like everybody out there knows that. Um, it's, there's just a, a section of the fan base that's hard to deal with, but, you know, but these, these are good people. And so I was expecting, you know, some kind of ball busting or whatever. But then a player, Says, hey, Jerry, or Jezza, because that's what they call me. (laughs) And they're like, hey, I'm about to send you a message. Tell me that you're receiving this. And I said, sure. Hi, how's it going? And the next thing that comes in is a message. He says, hey, we really appreciated you being able to be here, but it broke our heart that you couldn't go watch Everton. So we decided to do this for you. Hope you enjoy it. I just sent it to your message inbox. Watch that. Okay? And for everybody else out there, we'll play it on the screen so you can so you can oh, see. Oh no
1: it. way. No way. Hold on. Hi Jerry. Um I'm sorry to hear that you missed out on coming to the Florida Cup. because you have to stay back with the NC lads to, to finish the documentary. Um, I know you would have loved to have come as a are and massive Everton fan, but uh, I love the dedication you showed to stay and I hear the lads really appreciate it. Um, so good luck to the lads and yourself and I hope you get to bring your own. All the best, lads. That's so cool. That so, is. So
0: I, I just saw the image, the still frame of Tom Davies' face and I just started weeping, just crying. I had not been able to cry the night before. Okay, because I'm sitting here. It's a weird feeling. You have to try to be professional, but at the same time, you want to hug everybody. And it's and I I I see that and I just start. I'm in the drive-through of Wendy's in Des Moines, Iowa, Uh, and 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 I'm with my you know, and I'm not hungover this time, thank goodness. All right, (laughs) because I couldn't have done it twice in one week. But I see that I just start weeping and I watch it and I'm bawling my eyes out. It turns out the Brazilian guy, his name is Joe. All right, lots of people would say Jao, but uh, he always he's always said, you know, it's pronounced Jwo, Uh, but everybody calls him Jao. And he's he said he played with one of Tom Davies' uh, good friends in college. They're like wow. good buddies, and they, wow. they they all together. And he said, I've never asked anybody to do this kind of thing for me before, but uh, the guy did it and sent me a message, and I uh, I was st- speechless. Wow. I, it's not, not many people have done anything for me like that before. And um, yeah, so, and I don't even know if that kind of story is even going to make it into the freaking documentary. You know what I mean? Uh, like, it's, it doesn't have a place to talk about how somebody gave the filmmaker a gift, you know, that happens to be soccer related and cuts right to his core as a person. My kid's first kit was Tom Davies, Jake. Okay. Yeah. My kid's first kit. It's absurd. I told them before, I said, man, if, if my kids end up like Tom Davies, I'm happy. What a good guy. What a well-adjusted, just kind soul who's just okay being himself. You know? Yeah. My kids are like that, and that they're that grounded into life. They're going to be all right. It probably won't be yeah. because of me. So, <laughs> so yeah, man, it's, it's just crazy oh, that that man. came up. So, anyway, that's, that's a thing that happened, Jake
1: and that's so cool. Yeah. Um the whole the whole story is cool. Like like those guys, I mean, what you had to go through with those guys is incredible. Um and for them to to feel so connected to you that they wanted to read like he wanted to reach out and and get Tom Davies to send you a video like that's. And for Tom Davies to then be cool and like to do the yes. video like it's just uh, I I just uh I and and I have such an irrational love for Tom Davies that it's just like Everton. it's just like that that makes me really happy cuz it's not like he's not playing pretend out there like this is this is who Tom Davies is and and he yeah. represents Everton so well so that's yeah. that's awesome.
0: Yeah, like I've been sitting on that video for a while. I didn't put it on social media. <laughs> I don't know it's like it felt it felt wrong because it was a gift you know to immediately put it out there because yeah. it's like i was like man that's a that's something that somebody did for me and i don't want to but but you know now that i've i've had some time to kind of absorb it my family seen it my family went ape shit over it um yeah. and i i sent it to you know toffee blues john he's like jerry you've got to share this you know uh <laughs> And um I don't know. I just want to make sure that I could put it in context for people and let them know why it happened and uh just kind of reinforce the fact that he's a freaking top guy. Just yeah. a just a good fella. So um thank you, Tom Davis. You're not gonna watch this.
1: I'm just some, I'm just <laughs> I some hope Tom dude. Davis is watching this. My God. Man, oh. <laughs> I hope is he watching this? That'd yeah, be amazing.
0: But, but, but uh but anyway, uh, but anyway, if anybody you know can get the message out to him, thanks, man. That had me in tears, and uh, my family is all is all blue, yeah. um, and you're one of the reasons. So thanks. All right, so crazy things abound, is yes. what I'm saying. Like I don't, yes. I I say that as a surprise for you, by the way, because I didn't want it to want to blow it. That's crazy. Um, so anyway, um, okay, okay. So that's some updates in our lives. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, I'm thinking uh, I'm going to shave all this and go much shorter hair soon, I think. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, just, um, I don't know. I don't know. I've been like Mr. All About Comfort for a while. And, and I, I worry that I'm, uh, I'm looking like a much older fellow. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I, I asked my wife. And she was like, you really want me to tell you? But, you know, I said, sure. Yeah, that's fine. She was like, yeah, yeah. Shave and cut it shorter. I was like, okay, cool. But it's like, I do that and I automatically become, I become even more boring again. So it's like, (laughs) Uh. at least I had slacker. Now I'll have nothing.
1: So, (laughs)
0: hey. (laughs) All right, so. Let's talk brief Everton updates before we go into questions in a Southampton preview. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Signings. We've had some new ones. It has not been a typical, it has not been a typical uh, transfer window. It is, I mean, can we just right, say course. something out loud? There's not a lot of optimism right now.
1: There's right. no optimism. I just- little there's nothing out there jerry have you seen it I know. twitter is I know. a mess it's a minefield
0: uh you know in order okay let's not be as violent it is a a cow pasture and you won't you have to be very careful because just wade into any kind of venture of territory and you will step in cow shit and everyone will. will smell you you will so mm-hmm. that that's that's the yeah, that's my awful metaphor for the day. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so, anyway, not a lot of not a lot of optimism, but just can I say something real quick, Jake. Before go? yeah, I, before we yeah. go for it. I, I don't have a lot of expectations, and I I feel great about that actually. Um, I'm still I'm still okay with the season starting, but I'm not sitting there thinking top four. Damn it. You know, I'm just thinking, <laughs> surprise me. You know what I mean? Like, when you when you relieve yourself, the burden of expectations, all of a sudden, it's very freeing, right? Sure. It's very sure. freeing. So, I'm not expecting much. I'm expecting fundamentally sound, fairly boring football to happen when we play. Boring. Yeah. That's it's just what I expect. And you know what? If we get three points, cool.
1: Three points is three you know? points, baby.
0: You know, I don't want Everton to perform poorly, ever,
1: Nobody regardless
0: does. of who the manager is. And you know yeah. what? I, I, I feel like he usually does a decent job when he's at places. And I think he wants to prove everybody wrong. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. No, I agree with you, saying. So I, I'm not... Like, hey, let's do it because that'd be bullshit. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But but at the same time, I, I didn't grow up with Everton every year.
1: Yeah,
0: I didn't get them. You know, you and I, we we haven't had Everton for very long, and now and now and now we get them every year, and that's badass. So it you know it could be worse. You know, uh, what do you think about? I mean, first of all, really quick. How are you feeling going into the season? And then let's go into signings.
1: Um, so I was actually, that's funny that you mentioned that towards the end of work today, I had a little bit of free time. So I was um, working on my premier league preview piece that I'm mm-hmm. writing. I'm going to put that out tomorrow. Um, I love doing that thing, by the way. It's so fun. Cause I get to like dive in and really get into the teams and what their mm-hmm. squad is like. And, And I kind of learn a little bit. And so I would um, love to do that. God,
0: that would be so fun. Yeah.
1: It is so much work. It takes a long time because you kind of, you have to kind of look into what teams did last year and key players and who left. And especially with crystal palace and all their stuff that happened this off season. Yeah. Uh, But it's so much fun. I love doing it. Um, And I hadn't really sat down and kind of actually put thought into what I expect out of Everton this coming season. It's kind of been a whirlwind, you know, Carlo up and leaves out of nowhere. We're in a a little bit of a dead zone waiting for a manager to get hired. Rafa gets hired. He had the, the fan backlash and all of that going on. Then I go to Orlando and hang out with Evertonians. And then it's, you know, I come back home and it's, a week until the season starts or two weeks until the season starts. And I'm like, I haven't had any kind of time to kind of sit down and think about where I think this is headed this season. Um, So we have essentially the same squad with maybe a couple depth signings as it stands. However, it seems like some people might be out the door before the end of the trans- transfer window. Starting to look like it, eh? We had, we had some news today about some players training on their own, a couple of them, some big names, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. <coughs> that's interesting. interesting. Uh, so with all that being said, I think there's been a lot of turnover. And I think with a new manager, especially like Rafa, there could be some growing pains. Let's mm-hmm. say I think they'll be okay this weekend. We'll get into that more later. Um, But I, f- I right now I'm kind of ex- as as things stand I'm kind of expecting a, a a bottom table finish, not like 14th or whatever. But I'm thinking like I think I I have them at ele- about 11th right now. Mm, I think yeah, that's, about I think that's where fair. my expectation. And I think. Uh, I think it'll be like nine or ten points less than what we had last year. So we had 59 <coughs> points last year and finished in tenth, when it could have been like seventh. I think we were like two points behind seventh or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think this year it'll be about nine or ten points less. And I do like the idea of thinking in terms of points, lower. Jake.
0: I like in turn. I yeah. like thinking in terms of points. That's
1: good. Well, and, like, we were talking – I was talking with some of the people in the group chat, and they brought up a good point. Like, 59 points usually gets you top six, like, basically guaranteed. And last Mm -hmm. year, like, everyone had 59 points or 60 points or 61 Mm -hmm. points. And a couple different results go your way, and this season looks a lot different. Mm -hmm. It probably would have been a bad thing now looking at it if we would have gotten Europe, but I don't know how – finances would have worked differently i don't know i have no idea so but I, I think it'll be about 10 points or around that less than what we had last year which i think is realistic for what we have it's about the same squad plus a few players and it looks like john philippe gabamon is healthy and looking really strong and he looks like a good player so i don't know um I, I think you should expect just a little bit less than what you got last year and and if you get more then so be it That's awesome.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Like it's that's where I'm at.
1: Yeah. How do you how
0: are you feeling about of the signings we've made so far? Begovich, Townsend, Gray. Have I missed anybody? Nope, that's the only three that we got so far. Out of all those, who are you feeling the most confident in?
1: Well, it seems like Andre Gray has really come in and kind of stamped his Zamari's Zamari Gray. Zamari Gray, it's not Andre Gray. cut that. Damari Gray. Uh, even if he
0: leaves it in, it's an understandable. Right. Yeah, Frickin, I mean, like, you know? I don't know.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Andre Gray used to play for Watford. And yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking. Andre. It's all right. Anyway, so, Damari Gray. Damari Gray has uh, really come in and kind of been a really bright spot for Everton. He's. I didn't get to watch the United preseason match. I didn't wake up on time. It was really early and I mm-hmm. stayed up late the night before so didn't get to watch that heard he played well again in that match I liked what I saw out of him in Florida um mm-hmm. when he came into this second half uh in the Millenarios game and he looked excellent he kind of changed mm-hmm. he kind of changed the whole thing because in the first half they were kind of stale they were kind of rigid there was nothing really going forward him and Jean-Philippe Kabamen came in in the second half and they changed the whole dynamic Uh, Everything was moving forward more often, and obviously he scored the penalty. Um, So he's looked really good. I think Andros Townsend has been solid from what I've seen. Um, (laughs) I still hope that they bring in like a right winger so that he can be more of like a a bench guy or like a spot start guy if you need him like your, your normal right winger is tired. But I think even if he is your starting right winger to start the season, you could do worse. I mean he's a good player. He's he's getting up there in age but we saw the the shot that hit the crossbar against Milanarios and that was I mean he just put it on his left foot and unleashed a bullet and it just so happened to hit the crossbar yeah. which also gave us that really great bit of commentary. I don't know if you saw the the quote on Twitter. I was like "We'll go away." That? I was like "What is that? Why?" and uh, it was so funny but uh, I love it then, I love it I'm yeah. totally
0: fine with it I'm totally fine with it
1: <laughs> putting putting all kinds of making everybody weirded
0: out by it I'm totally fine with uh, it because you know what because because it's a that it is it's, it's somebody forcing an american thing into it and I yes. think it's funny yes do I think it fits? but at the same time it's sort of funny to me so what else?
1: yeah <laughs> and then uh, and then we have Begovic. I got to see him play. Um, yeah. He played the whole match against Milonarios, and obviously he had the game-winning penalty, the match-winning mm-hmm. penalty, which was cool. Got to see that. That was cool. Um, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll do a good job of pushing uh, Jordan Pickford. You know, mm-hmm. there are some people who think that maybe he's not good enough to pick Jordan. push Jordan Pickford, and to a certain extent, that's right. But I also think if he needs to come in, you're not going to be – loss you know he's a big mm-hmm. guy he he makes good saves um so uh, i'm okay yeah. with that signing i think you know uh joe virginia needs or is it joe virginia how did you say Zhao?
0: well the way the way the way he pronounced it way the way joe pronounces it is whoa but again whoa is from brazil and their version of portuguese is oh that's right portuguese that's portuguese right. so it so, may be different there. I don't okay. know. I don't want to speak for all, right. all well, of I will. I will,
1: call him, I will call him Zhao Virginia since that's what I know him as. I think he, he might be ready to be a backup next year because they only signed Begovich on a one-year deal. So I think Zhao Virginia might be well, – he's, he's looking at getting a loan move here mm-hmm. uh, before the window closes. So I think if okay. he has a good loan, I think you're looking at Zhao Virginia as your number two next year behind Jordan Pickford, which I think is really Maybe. cool. So, uh, Begovic, fine. Um, Damari Gray looks like a real bright spot. And Andros Townsend should be a fine addition to the squad. I've wanted
0: Damari Gray for a while on our team. And what's really funny is I'm pretty sure Steve Walsh wanted Damari Gray (laughs) back in the day. Just Mm. pretty sure that was a thing. But I don't think he would have gotten him for the price. He wasn't ready. He just got him. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it would have been thing. more expensive. He wasn't it ready. He would been so much more expensive. He would have been a lot more expensive, man. So, I I like the uh, – it's just an un- uninspiring situation because as Evertonians, we've known we've needed a
1: right back. Forever. Oh, At least three seasons. I mean, I – It's been a while. Some people are saying, like, oh, back four seasons ago, and I'm like, know, maybe – Maybe you could have done that, like if you could have gotten somebody and like kind of slowly weaned <laughs> off Seamus Coleman, but then he probably mm-hmm. would have moved somewhere else and I think that would have been a bummer. Um, mm-hmm. but at least at least probably three seasons we've known we've needed a right back and we, we we're still sitting here shaking our heads and Seamus yeah. Coleman and John Joe Kenny are, are our options going into this season, which is not good. It's dreadful. So I mean,
0: I feel pretty confident we're gonna get someone in I feel I pretty right. confident that, you know, John Joe Kinney will find a team somewhere. I, 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 I feel like that'll happen. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like coming on here and like straight up disrespecting John Joe Kinney because I've seen him have good game, games for us in the past. Um, but I don't think he had from the vibes I got from Celtic folks is he didn't have the best season last year. Um, and I feel like he's probably down on his confidence. Um, is my guess, because when you get down on your confidence, that can just ruin that can ruin your whole game for yeah. years. Um, yeah. So that's one of the things Carla was really good at doing, is bringing people up. Um, but guess what? He shipped Kenny out. So can, John Joe can't benefit <laughs> from that at yeah. all. Um, and I think we'll bring somebody in. It's just not going to be Dumfries. Uh, people are people seem very enter. heartbroken today. Uh, people seem really upset. Uh, he he seems a good player, but I I got to be honest, I'm not I'm no longer in that camp where I'm like, oh, that's the one solution. You know what I mean? Like I'm just not well, there anymore. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of players that there's we can right find backs. that could come in yeah. and be you know deputize behind Coleman and then eventually get some starts over him. Cool. It just, it's it's not all Dumfries or die. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. not. For me.
1: And, 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 you know, and a lot of people are starting to, you know, bring up the Diego DeLot on loan, which would be, mm-hmm. be fine. I'd be okay with mm-hmm. that. It's a decent – and it'll be
0: a fairly sizable loan fee is what I saw from United, like 4 or $5 so. Million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, but, you know, that happens. Then there was rumors about, about a, a right back in uh, Antwerp. Um, so, I think he's like I 24 years up- old.
1: Yeah. So, I did see an update on that um i saw it were reported that he wouldn't be considered a starter for everton and that it would be tough for him to get a permit a work permit so
0: yeah yeah i did I see that that
1: does that seems that
0: does point. that's us in the ass before though hasn't it where we bought yeah, henry Onikuru. henry Onikuru. nope
1: so, yeah. not a single match but again i feel
0: I feel like we'll get somebody. I think it's whether or not we're getting another wide player. People are curious about that. And whether or not if we lose Moise Keane, are we getting another striker to come in? Which people seem have. very, very attached to the fact that it'll be a veteran striker, possibly in the mold of someone like Solomon, Solomon Rondon. Yeah. So again, yep. if he's depth, I'm good with him being depth. He's good energy. He, he works his ass off. Um, he seems like he's a great guy. Uh, I, I've got no issues if he's depth. You know what I mean? But if you're bringing Rondón in as a starter, that's when I start having questions. That would um, be a problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But if you're bringing him in just to be able to bring in somebody who can win a header and and work on uh, hold up play and, and, you know, link it up, I yeah. mean, that's cool. Bring him in there as another, another extra body. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. And he's good energy. Why not? you know? Right. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, we're linked to long staff, which uh, I'm guessing just a little additional depth at that position is what we're talking about there. I
1: would imagine
0: um, so. But, yeah. And I don't know what to make of that. I know he almost went to United for a very large sum last, was it? It was like 40 years ago or whatever. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot. So, anyway, I... It's just, I guess, the, the the lack of optimism comes from, A, the sexy signings haven't hit yet. Nothing of, uh, and and also, no one feels like we can because of financial fair play. We feel like we got to sell these other players in order to bring in, and it's just, we feel, as fans, we feel hamstrung. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's like we're trying to figure out where the optimism's coming from. And that's why... I just keep saying to myself, you know what? <laughs> expectations. Put them over here. Let's see what happens. Maybe we bring in somebody cool right back. We'll see. I don't know.
1: Yep. I'm not ne-
0: I'm not negative though. I'm not going to I'm not going to say no. I'm no, negative. I'm actually
1: very excited. I'm I'm kind of excited and these first 5 matches are pretty easy. They're not super difficult, so Chance there to kind of pick up some points early on and I will say a little bit.
0: I'm not going there. <laughs> you, you, you can go there, Jake. You're bolder than myself. Maybe I'm right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold tight. Yeah, <laughs> Cause, yeah. Because you know what I'd love to see is is see us uh, getting a habit of of you know beating teams that. We feel like we've got got a little, a little manpower over, you know? Yeah. Um, but with Saints, with, with Southampton, I don't know what to expect. They signed a bunch of they, – they have all these attacking players. I don't know how they're going to play them all. It's weird. I don't know how they're going to get all these people on the field at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. We'll get to that later, though. Yeah.
1: Sorry. We sure will. We should go,
0: we should go to the mailbag.
1: To we questions. To the-
0: questions. I'm going to keep that over there. So, questions. We're going to start with Terry McAllister, and uh, uh, everybody knows Terry. If you don't, you are your life is just so much worse without it. <laughs> uh, he and his brother Paul, I uh, far prefer them to the McAllisters in Home Alone. It's not even close. Yeah, They're so true. much better. It's Terry true. and Paul would never leave their kids at home That's when right. they were going to Paris. You know, they would never do that. Um, That's right. I'm just kidding. They've told me several times they could do that. <laughs> um, so anyway, Terry, Terry is always cool enough to, to drop a question every once in a while. Um, and and if, if those of you who don't know who Terry is, he does, uh, he does Toppy Blues uh, program as well. I've seen him all over the place lately. And his brother Paul also is part of the, the Toppy Blues uh, crew. Um, So Terry asks, what do you see – this is a hard question, Terry, you jerk, asking the hard questions. You knew it would be hard for me, man. You knew it. What do you see Richarlison's role being under Benitez? He seems to want to provide crosses for DCL. Um, You know, hence the Townsend and Gray signings. But Richarlison is a wide player, like a forward player. Not really known for his crossing. No, 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 I haven't – I can't really think of a lot of times when Richarlison went down the left wing and used his left foot to uh, no. to put one at the at the spot for a DCL. It just doesn't happen that much. Um, but he's great in the air himself. He is. Richarlison is header. decent in the air. Yeah. Could we see two
1: up front? I would like to see two up front, especially if we're going to offload Hamas Rodriguez. I think um, I think we got the best out of Richarlison and Dominic Calvert-Lewin when they were playing as a striker tandem. That was the mm-hmm. year that they both hit double figures, I believe. Um, that was uh, that was the year before Carlo came in, right? That was – yeah, yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. was – okay. I got that now. Okay. Uh, I, But I do believe, as it currently stands, he will play out wide on the left, and he will break in through the center when mm-hmm. – the opportunity is presented. He can, he can cut it back onto his right and, and deliver a cross. He's not the best yeah. crosser, but he's not terrible. Um, he does not have a good left foot for crossing, from mm-hmm. what I've seen. Um, but he does play well with Luka Dean on that left side. They do mm-hmm. play off each other very well. Um, they're they're really good at those one touch go and then feed the ball back to the other guy kind of passes. And, Those most, always,
0: and most of the creative play comes from Luca Dean uh, bombing up the left, doesn't it? His crosses yeah, are yeah. pinpoint. That's why it's weird yeah. to, to, to try to figure this out. It's a hard question. By the way, Terry, I was joking about the jerk thing. I have a lot of love for you. So <laughs> just don't take that so seriously. So what I would
1: say is um, – What I would say is I I think the likelihood of having two strikers starting Richarlison and Dominic Alvarez-Lewin is kind of low, but I think we will see Luka Dean and Richarlison setting each other up out wide when need be. And whoever is going out wide to receive those, those balls, the other person's going to cut inside and Mm -hmm. kind of either do a false run and take a defender away or just get into the box to be an extra body. So I think it'll work out okay. I, I do think Richarlison works better as a striker rather than somebody playing out wide. Uh,
0: I like him in that left forward role, but I uh, I could easily see a situation where we run like a four four two. I could easily see it. What if? What if? Going this out there. What if we ran? three five two yeah what if we did that and then we've got i mean i know we we've we have we poo it in the past because we, we often we everton kind of screwed up when we played three in the back in the past however
1: last season hopefully. if we
0: do that we've got those two up front or two of some kind And if we were to, we could potentially run three and then we have Luca Dean actually making those runs up the left flank and making the crosses in. And Seamus Coleman, who we have seen can get forward, you know, uh, and it'll take a little bit of the defensive responsibility off of him, which wouldn't be bad. We could take advantage of the fact that, you know, at that point we'd be running three in the middle. So we do have at least three, maybe four starting capable center mids that could kind of you know, play those roles. And then you got you two up front. I don't know where that leaves Damari Gray and Townsend. But I think it's a decent starting 11 if we roll like that. I think then we, we would – I like the fact – right now what I see, dude, is flexibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we ran, we ran a 4-4-2, then we probably want some athleticism in the middle with DeCorey and JPG, right? I'd say so. Damari Gray on one side Townsend or another winger on the other side and Richarlison and DCL up top. I mean, that's, that could make, that could happen. It could be interesting. So there's a couple of different options that I think are
1: viable. Yeah, I would say so. I would <laughs> say so.
0: <laughs> okay. So Terry, uh, Miss you, man. Thanks for the really difficult question. Yeah, I think we could see two up front. I do. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen next game because I'm not completely sold on the fact that we should start with Trellison this weekend after him playing so much. I I feel like he's like, "Hey, I'm ready to play," but at the same time, oh, I think,
1: oh, he's going to come in there and basically demand to start. I know, I know, Richie, man. He's going to walk in there. He is not trained. He's going to (laughs) be. Pissed if he doesn't start. I here's what I would do, I would
0: love to just let's not start him, bring him in later. Bring him in later. Be like, hey, we want to play you, but daggone it, you haven't trained with the team at all. Right? <laughs> at all. But we yeah. bring you in to let you just, you know, score into a pigeon dance, essentially. And now it's time for a moment with Bowsy Toffee Tits. Hey. Yes, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, who who got Bowsey toffee tits, put on the back of an Everton kid. This guy, this guy's great, and he's he's been submitting thought-provoking, considered questions uh, for a really long time for us, and yes. we've always got a lot of love and time for this guy. Um, and he and it, of course he's just loaded us up here. Um, so Aaron asks. What do you make of the signing so far? Nothing uh, awe-inspiring, but much-needed attacking speed and solid backup goalkeeper. I think both of us would say, yeah, it's decent. Agreed. It's decent. Agreed. I think if we had a sexy signing, we'd be a lot more optimistic. And if we felt like there was money before getting rid of players, we'd, there would be a, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be as, you know, that's, that's, the, that's kind of a very widespread Everton sound right now. You know? (laughs) Skip this Um, over with. (laughs) Uh, Question two, are you worried that we are so constricted by financial fair play and our past failures? Other teams have made great signings like Leicester and Villa. Uh, Do we need better lawyers? First of all, yes, we do need better (laughs) lawyers, period. Uh, But yeah, don't you think we're totally... Constricted by financial fair play play right now?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it would be hard, you'd be hard pressed to say otherwise. Otherwise, we would have probably signed Denzel Dumfries for a good price. I mean, he just went (sighs) for like 12, 10 million pounds or whatever, 12 million euros or whatever it was. Like he was cheap. He was cheap and he's a good, good player. Like, yeah. And if you think, although I did also hear that. We had an agreement, and he turned Everton down because his, I guess, his agent got in his ear and said, hey, Inter's interested. He's going to have to wait. I heard that. So It's possible. It's a bummer.
0: I mean, plus, it's Inter. They just won the Serie A. Great. They just won the
1: Serie A. Like, come on. Like, you're going to choose Everton over Inter Milan? That's not likely. Here's the thing. Had he done it, had he chosen us over them, we'd know
0: we'd have a player we want to hold on to. Because yeah, the idea no. of choosing Everton is a big thing with the players that here that are here. The, the ones that want to be here, that's key. They want to Everton, be here. like Yeah.
1: Right. So, um, financial... And also, play one is, other
0: thing, Jake, one other thing yeah. to keep in mind, mm-hmm. not just financial player play, but also our past failures. Aaron was yes. very specific here. <sighs> the fact that maybe we've signed players we just can't offload right now.
1: <clears throat> There's a certain someone who shall remain nameless because he has remained nameless in all of the news, uh, who we spent 45 million pounds on when he was, I believe, 28 at the time. (sighs) There's also another guy who scored one goal in a preseason friendly who cost 20-some-odd million pounds. His name was Sandro Ramirez, was really bad. We did offload him for some money, which was good. There was Davy Clausen, who cost us twenty plus. We didn't pay pounds. that much.
0: We didn't pay that much for Sandro. It was only like five, I thought.
1: We got oh, like a really. Than, no, I thought no. we like got a really good something. deal on it.
0: We got a really good deal on him because of some like
1: agreement he it had. Still it yeah. still didn't work no. out. It still didn't work out. It was still no. terrible. No, we I'm spent, still
0: disappointed in that one.
1: Oh, we spent however much money we spent on Yannick Balassi, We spent money on. Chenk Tosun. Now, to be fair, if Chenk Tosun wouldn't have blown his knee out at Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace were going to snap him up for money. Bastikas yeah, we can, was... We can, we, can, we can say that
0: about several players, though. I mean, yeah. if Bellassi not messed his knee up at the same time I did and had the same problem I did, uh, he would have actually performed better and not had a
1: massive setback
0: and not been so, so difficult to so, kind of move on later. I mean,
1: you you can... Go down the list of players. Tao Walcott costs a lot of, a lot of money. Did you say Tao Walcott? Tao Walcott, yeah. I <laughs> hope that's how you really say his name. Uh I do say oh, it like that, that sometimes. I, that's right. It doesn't Tao. it doesn't happen every time, but yeah. Please uh, keep doing
0: it. I want to keep catching it and giggling Well, you
1: know what happens is like <laughs> I watch I watch, you know. I watch the English commentators say it and they sometimes have that like they don't say Theo they say Theo Walcott, you know what I'm saying? Like they get that. So that happens sometimes. And then and then sometimes uh, so and then there's Alex Iwobi, you know, and everyone likes to throw oh well, he costs 30 million pounds and I'm like, yeah, that's that's kind of a bummer. Cuz you're not even yeah. going to get you're not going to get half of that. So past failings, there's a massive list of players who you just swung and missed on and then there's a smaller portion of players who probably would have been decent signings had they not gotten hurt somebody like i think yannick belassi actually would have been a pretty good signing if he wouldn't have gotten hurt but he got hurt and he was older so coming back when you're older from a serious injury is a lot more difficult Mm -hmm. oh my
0: gosh yeah anyway so in short Aaron, the answers to those three questions are yes, yes, and yes.
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Three yeses. Why, why, why? That doesn't work. Anyway, so (laughs) next, because this guy is a question machine. Okay, I feel like we know the answer. Can you see Hamas leaving before the end of the transfer window? speculation is worrisome considering he's one of our best attacking players. He's one of our most creative players, if if not the most, you know, Luca Dean as well. But yeah, I mean, Hamas is one of our most creative players injuries aside.
1: Can you see him leaving? Yes. I agree with you. Yes. He's gone. Like I don't, I said to somebody today, we have seen the last of Hamas Rodriguez in the Everton shirt. Like we're, we'll never see him pull it on again. That's it. It's, it's done. And I honestly believe that. And that's a significant bummer. You know, he was on Twitch today. You know, everyone's always quoting what he says on his Twitch streams, you know, and he's like, eh, probably not going to play this weekend. And it seems like from all reports that Rafa Benitez has kind of frozen him out and said that he's not going to be playing for Everton. He doesn't yeah. fit what we're doing. And not I understand. To his like,
0: taste. Yes. Not to, not his, to his taste. taste.
1: And I understand why people are upset. Homs Rodriguez is an excellent player. And I understand that you want him here. I want him here. Like, I want him to play for Everton this season. This is his last year on his contract. But, like, if we're so hamstrung by financial fair play and maybe he's an extra player who, like, maybe he just doesn't fit what rafa is trying to do with formations maybe he's not flexible enough i think that's exactly i I, I, I don't know i don't know what it it. is but there there has to be a reason i don't think it's just like oh well rafa hates him so he's gonna be gone like and i understand why people are upset i mean i'm not happy about it i want to see him keep playing for everton but if we need to get rid of players and he he's like you know lukewarm about staying and rafa doesn't want him here then let's get some money in so that we can improve everton like james rodriguez is not bigger than everton and he's not acting like he's bigger than everton but he's also you know it's it's a business so it's a business decision but absolutely he's he's gone like he's not staying
0: yeah it's the the rumors that he's training by himself really is everything everything you need to know and moist keen deleting all his everton pictures um
1: Man, that, that sucks really i feel like
0: that's i feel like that's that's immature for him to do that but you know what he's a young dude i was a young dude at one point i realized it's impossible for you to believe ah. but at one point i was a young dude i didn't have social media back then because no one had it we we uh um, thing we you know if i for social media i would write a letter and then use a wax seal <laughs> And I, and I would call <laughs> the town messenger and say, hey, go poke somebody uh, over there in the nearby uh, town. Uh, so, yeah, but so I get it. I, 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 but it's still, it's still annoying to see. You wish he'd have a little bit more yeah. respect for the club when he, I feel like he does know that the fans do give a shit about him. I'll be honest. I was sort oh. of excited about him, the, the idea of him coming and making a go of it and being an option because um, he was going to get time. He was going to get time, I think. Uh, and, and you just wish he could be patient and work through it. But I think he just wants to be a starter from day one, period.
1: Yeah. Period. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, he did come to play for Carlo uh, Carlo Ancelotti, and he just up and left. Like, yeah. bye, see you later. And, you know, Thomas Rodriguez had to be hurt by that. He didn't know that was going to happen. Nobody knew that was going to happen. And he just left, and now yeah. he's – playing under Rafa who apparently they have history together and it's not great history. So like you knew he had to be hurt, like, obviously. So,
0: yeah. I mean, I mean, he's a creative player and all. I get the vibe that Rafa values defense over everything right now. Yeah. I think he wants players that track back. I think he wants players that will be 100% all for him and do exactly what he says and to be exactly clicking in his system. And I get the vibe. And honestly, I got the vibe later on last season. You hear rumors that players were annoyed with the fact that Thomas didn't work super hard when he's on the field. Okay, um, he's he's a a number ten can't function like a number ten anymore. Number ten has to have an element of number eight these days. You have yeah. to be able to get your ass back. You yep. can't just be the creative player anymore. I just got done watching a video on TIFO football. It's an older video, but it, it talks, it, you just can't be a number 10, a straight up number 10 anymore. The, yep. the game has passed it by your teammates need support.
1: Yeah. And especially those midfielders and especially whenever 10 are playing two pivoting midfielders in, in this, like in the middle, like you can't, you can't just leave them on an island. You can't leave Allen and Ducore on an island and just expect them to cover all the ground. Like, you have yeah. to go back a little bit. So, so,
0: I love the player. My family loves the player. Don't want him to leave.
1: But do I do I get where some of this is coming from? Yeah, I do. It's a necessary I evil. I hate I'm, it. I, I'm willing to hear out Rafa Benitez. He's going to have his press conference in the morning. He's obviously going to be asked about these things. I'm willing to hear him out. We haven't heard anything from him about this situation or the moyes Keen situation. So I want to hear what he has to say about it.
0: I don't know. When I've talked to Rafa, he, all he's told me is that he finds the fact that Hamas is so attractive, distracting. <laughs>
1: he's,
0: like, he's like, I can't focus on the field. I'm just he's looking too, at the he's guy.
1: He's just too attractive.
0: He's too alluring. He's, too, he's an adult. It's a very primal feeling. it rumbles inside me (laughs)
1: oh gosh
0: please let that be the reason what a story what a story (laughs) okay anyway (laughs) lastly uh aaron free asks if we have recovered from orlando and my uh documentary travels so have you recovered from orlando yet
1: yes so lucky for me uh I basically didn't eat all day Saturday before I went to this shindig and had like five or six Guinnesses whilst I was there and went to my hotel room and did not have any water before bed, did not have any water before I left the, the bar. I was super worried. Uh, I went to bed and I woke up the next day and I kind of laid there for a second and I'm like, I'm looking around at the light to see if it's blinding. I'm like, do I have a headache? I was fine. I was fine. It was completely fine. Uh, So, and I didn't get sunburned while I was in Florida, and it didn't rain. So, I'm fine. I'm great. I, uh, unfortunately, I've basically gone backwards since I came back from Florida because of all this stuff happening with Everton. They're dragging, they're trying to drag everybody down. Trying to drag each other down. The first match is on Saturday. You hear all kinds of stories on Twitter about people and the season tickets and how it's a mess and people aren't getting their season tickets yet. And it's, you know, two days before the match. And I'm like, this this whole off season has just been one thing after another. We need one really big thing to happen before the transfer window ends to just kind of bring everybody back in. Or, you know, a win at Goodison Park on Saturday. Yeah. Probably do
0: that too. Yeah. Some good vibes would be nice. Yeah. Would be really nice. Yeah. Um so I uh, I, I it took me a couple of days to get over my uh celebration that I had with the team. Um I had never uh had beer out of a trophy. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, right? That was nice. Uh, my my glasses have been scratched oh, because wow. I got I got pushed late night into the pool about four thirty a.m. <laughs> uh, I'm forty three. This shit just is not in my <laughs> life. And so, uh, uh. so am I? Am I recovered physically? Yes. Emotionally? Nah. Nah, man. That was that was uh some really.
1: Crazy uh, life stuff that was happening. Well, and like I, I wanted to bring this up earlier. It had to feel a little bit like on a very minor scale, kind of like that second season of Sunderland till I die, where they go all the way to the playoff final only to lose at the end, and you just you. I mean, you you obviously you felt a little bit of what those documentarians felt, right? Like. Those guys yeah. had to watch these guys all season, make it all the way to a playoff final, take the lead on an own goal on a ridiculous mistake, and then end up losing 2-1 in extra time right before penalties. It's mm-hmm. a little bit different, but, like, on a smaller scale, it's the same thing. Yeah, it was, it was such a
0: crazy – because that game, by the way, had 7,300 people at it at a wow. USL 2 game wow. in Des Moines. Wow. Yeah okay they they their team has support the, the the team that we were following no one was picking them to win you know no one and the fact that they got as far as they did is it was crazy. crazy no one was expecting them to do what they did it was uh i don't know it's just one of those special cool seasons it was neat and uh but it's weird it's like yeah they lost but the fact that they were like that close and they experienced like that growth, because got to be honest, Jake, that's, that 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 uh, league is where college kids go to sharpen their, their skills to go back to college. Not many of these teams are thinking, hey, we're going to bond and we're going to have a life experience. Right. And the fact that they did it, I mean, and you could see how impacted they were at the end of the game. Yeah, they were hurt. But at the same time, I mean, it was, there's something pretty amazing that they got to experience that so it, it was it's just a I don't know man it was a wild thing I haven't been a part of before and the fact that they made us a part of it the coaches and the players were so like hey come on in you know like the night of after it happened everybody was in the hotel lobby they met and got in a circle and they all went around the room including us the filmmakers who didn't have our cameras by the way and just said our best memory from the season on and off the field everybody did it and who's doing that yeah you know um it's just just a special thing i didn't mean to go off on it again but uh <laughs> anyway um so yeah have i have i recovered yeah physically yeah because that was bad hangover folks i'm good bad one uh, <laughs> i'm good anyway thank and you also,
1: for hanging out <laughs> yeah,
0: and I hate I missed you, Aaron. And he because he said he also says he has ruddy, bloody missed these shows. So right, looking forward are. to it. That was very cool. Uh, following up, Mark at DNA EFC. I just want to say, Mark said some nice stuff on uh, uh, on Twitter, but I wasn't sure if he was talking about me. Or about Rob Vera, who had also said something very nice. Because he said something about listening to my my voice, like sitting on a chase lounge. And I'm like, wait a minute. Rob's voice is so great. He has to be talking. So, Mark, if you were talking about me, that's super nice. And thank you. The reason I didn't respond is because I thought you may be talking about Rob. Because his voice is like, you know, electric sex pants. It's ridiculous. So, my, my voice just... I feel like Gilbert Gottfried compared to the guy, you know. Um, <laughs> so if you were talking about me, you're, that's super nice. So, thank you. Oh, Anyway, that's funny. So, Mark has a really hard question that we I can't answer. I'm gonna screw this up because I came straight from work home, started to prep for the show, saw this, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this question. Three 30 million pound signings to make us challenge top four. What would they be? You gonna know, start with positions?
1: Yeah, and we'll start with positions. Where's Um, the obvious? Right back. Okay, so I want to preface this by saying I don't think that there are any three $30 million signings that could make Everton push for top four, but that's not the question. So we're going to take this as a hypothetical, and Mm -hmm. we'll just say that these three $30 million signings will push Everton towards top four. Um, Now, this one uh, was linked a lot four and then just completely went away. I think um, the quoted price for Max Ahrens was 30 million pounds. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with Max Ahrens. Max Ahrens is a solid player. Great. Um, he's he's really good going forward. Um, he's a decent defender. His crossing's not super excellent, uh, but he is willing to get up and down the field. And I think him and Ben Godfrey being teamed up again or together again would would really add some needed chemistry to that back line. They've obviously Mm -hmm. worked together before. It was in a a little bit worse of a defense, obviously. Um, There's a team that got relegated and gave up a million goals, but that can be forgiven, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. The other one that I thought of, and I want to get his name right, and I don't know if I can say it correctly. He's a center forward, attacking mid, like, winger type player he plays at a hearth berlin he was just with rich at the olympics his last name is kuna i want to say it i think it's is it kuna kuna i don't i don't want to mess it up i But you know who i'm talking about and i think most people know who i'm talking about that guy is a real talent and he can kind of play all across the front three and he can even play some center forward if you need him to. He's a really flexible player, and he has had a ton of goal contributions uh, mm-hmm. at Hertha Berlin. He is probably one of the best players at Hertha Berlin. I think you could snap him up for 30000000 I million. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised that nobody has come in for him because he's a young Brazilian attacking player who's playing on a team that's not very good in the Bundesliga so Mm. I think you could I think any team could would love to have a player like that and and him being Brazilian and having just played with Richarlison in the Olympics I think that would be Mm. a really good and he's flexible he can kind of move all over the pitch and, and play in a bunch of different positions which I think would be great for somebody like Rafa Benitez so uh he would be the other one and I god I've been trying. I've been racking my brain all day to try to think of a third player, and I just, I can't think of one because I'm not too well. The other one, the other position we would need would probably be like a right winger or something like that, or or an attacking mid. And I'm, I gotta be honest with you, like right winger is not something I'm like super familiar with. Um, off the top of my set my head, I would say Irving Lozano, Lozano. Irving Lozano. Lozano. That's the one. Uh, he plays for good Napoli. Chucky. Yes. He's a, he's a really good player. So, I think you could probably get him for 30 million pounds, I think, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, if you're going to ask me, gun to my head, those, those are the three I would go with. Max Ahrens, Lozano, and uh, Cunha. That's That's my choices.
0: All right. I'm looking up one guy. To make sure. Let's see here. Hmm. So one of the players I'm really, I really, really wish we could get just because he's young, exciting. I just want to like I I just want to go to League 1 and just rate it. The <laughs> talent is so absurd there. It's good. Um I really love the kid, Jonathan David. Uh, from Canada. Yes.
1: Oh. Yeah, place yes. for Lille. Um, he's so good. He's uh, Lille, Lille has a I couple mean, of those players, you know.
0: I mean, is I mean, where is uh, Tim Weah playing right now?
1: Timothy Weah is playing with. Oh, I know this one. See, I thought he was at think, Lille as well too. I think he's playing at PSG still. I don't think so. Looking it up, oh, where is he? Oh, this is gonna drive me nuts. He's at Lille, dude. Oh, yeah, he's,
0: okay, he's okay. At he
1: moved from Bia okay. to Lille. so okay. He, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, the other one from Leo is Jonathan Akone. He's a really good player too. Yeah. Jonathan Akone is an excellent player. But that's, I mean, I I want to.
0: The thing that ticks me off about this is. we don't need, we don't need name recognition players. Yeah. Don't, we don't need them right now. We need players that could come in that, that are full of potential that don't have to be polished players yet. They don't. I love your Max Aaron shout. That's, I mean, with Dumfries gone, but at the same time, I don't think we can afford to pay for him.
1: Well, and Uh, that's the other part of this is like, We're obviously talking about a hypothetical because where is Everton going to get 90 million pounds? Yes, exactly. That's why I
0: love, I love, I feel like your Max Aaron's 30 million shout for right back is tailor made. And I I don't think there's a, I feel like it's just a really good answer for that. Uh, Other positions, I feel like we we need, you know, I feel like we need another center mid. I feel like we need a right wing. I feel like we need a striker, center forward, you know? Um, but that's four positions, which is why yeah. I would – I don't know. I'm, I'm a little concerned about our depth in the middle. So I, I like the idea of just going instead with um, Aaron's at right back and then just dropping $60 million on the center. <laughs> <laughs> Double it up, you know what I mean? and get somebody yep. like Susek. Or Suchek, you know, but I bet he's more than 60.
1: Ooh, Thomas Suchek? Yeah. Not a chance.
0: You don't think he's more than not, 6? Not,
1: no, not a chance. Not a chance. He's a good player, but like 60 million? Nah, no, 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 no.
0: Right now, everything's so inflated, it would not shock me. Would not shock me.
1: Actually, you know what's really funny? Uh, other than the super mega stars, a guy like Denzel Dumfries is never going for twelve million. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, it was like it was a bargain. That's a and that's dirt the type of cheap price. Yeah, it, it, honestly, cheap. see, I actually Daniel think it Malin, is encouraging. Like Daniel Malin. Uh, he, he's he's the other guy who left PSV. He went to Dortmund for thirty million. Thirty million euros for Daniel Malin. That's a good player. That's a really mm-hmm. good center forward striker. Oh, why don't we just why don't we just bring in Gio Reyna? That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one. Good luck with that one. Uh, you, you know, know what? what? We,
0: Here's the thing. Here's a question. Do you think Pulisic, if we were to make a make a bid for Pulisic right now, you think we can get it for thirty? I was just to about
1: to mention something about this. You think we could get it for thirty? You know what's funny about Christian Pulisic is like every I'm time. I'm saying nothing American for,
0: players and Canadian
1: players. Every time <laughs> he plays for Chelsea, they play much so much better. He makes that team run so much better, and he almost never starts, from what I see. And we were all like, "Well, why don't we just throw in a cheeky loan bid?" Mm. But I think they'll, I think they'll sell sell before, although he just got hurt in the. I uh, wish that's a player I've wanted
0: since he was in the Dutch league. I I think a long time ago, before he moved to Ajax. Yeah. Like I've been watching that guy for a long time, and that's a player where I'm just just like, I just feel like he's a he's a wing player that plays like a ten, and it's so exciting. I love. I'll
1: tell you, I knew this wasn't going to happen because I knew Leeds was going to snap him up. I wanted Jack Harrison at Everton. Uh, Of course, Wake Forest man, Wake Forest is dynamite. He is dynamite, and he would have been delightful to have at Everton. Um, But yeah. Throwing a cheeky loan. I I think, you know, I think you could. Now, another player from Chelsea who I think has potential to be very good and to leave Chelsea would be Billy Gilmore. And he's on loan at Norwich this season. I'm going to be watching Billy Gilmore at Norwich. Uh, Mm -hmm. He came in in the 1920 season right before COVID shut everything down. And he had an excellent match against Everton in that lot, in that match where Mm -hmm. they got thumped 4 0. He was mm-hmm. excellent. and He was 19 years old. So yeah. I, I think that's somebody I, I'd like to watch and kind of see if you maybe Chelsea wants to let him go and, and kind of watch him for next season. So
0: I'm just going to say something to Mark here directly. Mark, I was not prepared for this question. No. I need to do better. So here's the deal. I would like to do better and give you um, a little more considered opinions because uh, I'm I, at this point I, I'm, I I can do better is what yeah. I'm just gonna say. So, Mark, yeah. your question is too good. Uh, I I couldn't prep the way I wanted to. I <laughs> sat there and I was looking at I was looking at player values from players all over the world, looking at every league, and I was like, you know what? These values are bullshit. I I you know who I need? Who I need to talk to? I need to talk to my son who plays pipa. <laughs> yeah, football. Now, I, 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 I will say, uh, somebody give me a reminder next week so that I can uh, I can do better for more for real. Last questions are from John, and then we got Southampton. Um, John Toffee Blues. John has questions for us, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Stop the presses. Make this quick. Twenty seconds for the optimists. Why should we be excited for this season? 20 seconds, and go.
1: There are new depth signings. Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison will be better than they were last year. John-Philippe Gabamon is back, and he is better than ever. And uh, that's, that's about all I got.
0: You only need 12 seconds. Um, why should we be excited? Okay, ready? Yes. Go. You won't be underwhelmed. <laughs> you I
1: did. Wow! That was like three
0: that's
1: seconds. That's what I'm saying.
0: Think No, think about it. though. you won't be underwhelmed. You're going in. You got. You're not psyched because you don't have a whole lot of signings yet. Everything's going to go in there. They're going to probably give you boring football and decent results. And at some point, you're going to get wrapped up in the season, and it's going to be okay. Yep. Just saying. So now the big thing, the thing happening for the pessimists. Why shouldn't we be excited? Why we shouldn't be excited for this season in 20 seconds. Ready for the pessimists. Ready, Jake? Yes. 20 seconds and go.
1: Uh, Rafa Benitez is the manager. Hamas uh, Rodriguez is going to leave. Moyes Keen is going to leave. And uh, let's see here. Seamus Coleman is going to be the right back for the foreseeable future until the window closes.
0: 15 seconds. Not too shabby there, sir. Uh, I'll, I'll be quick again. And go. Financial fair play has completely hamstrung us, and we can't make the signings we want to make until we ship out some of these other players who want to make the Everton wages but maybe shouldn't be playing Everton football. That's sort of our issue. We're stuck. So, yeah, it's hard to get excited when you can't make many signings. And again, you got a former former Liverpool manager as our manager now. It's true. It's hard. It's true. So, last question. Uh, tricky John. If Cinderella's shoe fit her so perfectly, then why did it fall
1: off? Plot holes. There's, those darn people at Disney didn't think about the plot holes shouldn't have fell off maybe um maybe she like adjusted it or something and like she didn't put it all the way back on her foot and it just kind of kind of fell off it's about that's the best i got
0: so what i'm gonna say john smarty guy fit is an interesting word Eh. some people may put on a tight shirt and say wow this fits Other people see that same tight shirt on that individual and say, damn, that does not fit. He needs a bigger (laughs) size. Okay. Fit is in the eye of the the, the wearer or the beholder or whatever. It's perspective. So Cinderella, maybe she liked her fit a little on the loose side. Take this, for example. Jerry's wedding ring fell off in the friggin' beach yesterday. No, Ah. Sunday. On his Ah. anniversary. Okay. (laughs) It fit (laughs) clearly not tight enough so (laughs) what i will say is john you make a good point but if cinderella didn't like her shoes a little on the lucy side you have no cinderella that's right okay so maybe john just hates cinderella what do you have against cinderella what do you have against you know Stories for the underdog kind of makes good and brings himself up and good things happen to him. That's him what do you have against that, John? Okay. How have I gotten mad at John? <laughs> Southampton Preview. So signings outgoings. Uh they uh they signed Roma Pelro to be a uh, be an outside back, and they also have signed Adam Armstrong, who scores goals. Brought him in from the championship, I believe. Um, yes, he was they sold Burn. Blackburn. Blackburn. They sold Danny Ings. Thank
1: God. Out of nowhere. Out of Get nowhere that guy they out. Oh, that just—they
0: just dropped Villa. Just dropped that bomb, just out of nowhere. Um, they also sold Vestergaard, which crept up. I didn't know
1: this that. Was doesn't happening. make any sense, but keep
0: going. And they get, got rid of Bertrand as well. So, right now, I look at a website to see the possible starters, and the formation they had running was a 4-2-2-2. Mm.
1: That is kind of – Ralph Hazenhoodle does like that formation.
0: Well, that's well, that's the thing. I'm looking at this, right? He's a weirdo. And the majority of the players are attacking players. Like, their back five makes sense. Uh, Fraser Forster, Walker Peters on the right, um, uh, Bednarik and Salisu on the in the middle, and Perrault on the on the left. Okay, got it. But then you know, you, you could imagine Oriol Romeo Romeo starting in the middle. But then yep. you got like all these attacking players: Nathan Armstrong, Teo Walcott, uh, Nathan Redmond, Jay Adams, and uh, Nathan Tella, who's a bright young player Uh, I mean those are all attacking players it's I I don't even like trying to like match it up the formation didn't make sense to me the way it was lumped together I don't know but I also feel like whoever put that formation together knows a lot more about Southampton yeah
1: probably I don't know very much about Southampton yeah
0: I do I do know I mean I did research uh let the Nathan tell the kid looks great He's a great young player. And that's good. I mean, it's, yeah. They I just, I mean, they just, they've, they just always have exciting have Oba. Talent. Femi
1: as well. Oba Femi's there and he's a good player too.
0: Yeah. By the way, hold on a second. Yeah. One of the players I didn't mention is a player I've wanted for our team for a long time. Oh, God. What the fuck's his name now? What's his name? Center mid plays all
1: the the best.
0: Yeah, Ward Prowse. Yeah. Why the hell didn't I say his name? Is he getting sold? I think he may be. Seems that
1: way. It does seem that way. It seems like he's on the way out too. So, Gosh,
0: they're having some transition. For that alone, I give us a little bit of chance here.
1: Yeah. So, I was looking at them earlier today. I was just looking at a flat roster of all the players that they have. And I'm like, these defenders are either unproven or just bang average or not very good at all. Their whole back line, I'm like, man, you are asking a lot. Like Kyle Walker-Peters is good going forward, but defensively he's nothing to write home about. You're bringing in a left back from – League Un, who has yeah. never played is it, in the – Is pre- it Brest? Is Brest. Where from? Brest. They brought in – yeah, yeah. And he's never played in the Premier League before. He's a young guy, so unproven. Your center back options are now not anywhere. Benderak is he, – he can be a bit of a mess. And Salisu basically didn't play last year. So you're asking an awful lot of that back line. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously they do have some good attackers and it'll be interesting to see how Theo Walcott does against Everton going up against Mm -hmm. Everton. That'll be, that'll be interesting. I'm sure he'll be up for it. Um, I don't know if Adam Armstrong is going to start right out of the gate. You know, he just came in. So I would imagine that he probably starts on the bench, but it would be very Everton like for him to get his first goal in the second half.
0: (laughs) I could see him coming in later. I, I, You know, I I feel like they're going to need to go with somebody a little more traditional. Out of all those players, that bizarre formation I was describing, there's not a lot of central players.
1: Che Adams is their most natural attacking player. Like like he's a forward, right? So that's the thing. All those players
0: are forwards in one way or another. I mean, that's like five forwards, and that just doesn't completely make sense Yeah, that Yeah,
1: that midfield is going to be interesting to watch because if James Ward-Prowse isn't playing – woof, there goes all of your free kick opportunities, right? Like, you don't have a free kick taker who's going to strike fear into the hearts of Jordan Pickford, right? Like, And, and like, I, I know – I'm sure they're, they've got somebody who can do free kicks, but, like, you're not going to be super careful about chopping somebody down 20 yards out from the, the goal. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might be more liberal about it. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, like – South. This is what Southampton does. They take their players and they sell them at their peak price. And that's Mm -hmm. what they do. And then they try to recycle and start the cycle over again. But doing this so close to the opening match and selling your best center back, selling your best striker, perhaps selling your best midfielder. That's, man, Mm -hmm. like, you're asking an awful lot of your team and you must be real confident. And, I mean, this is... We're talking mm-hmm. about a guy who's given up two nine goal games in the last two seasons. So, yeah, I don't know. Oof. Um, who are we starting? So I think that back line. You could you could have some argument about the center backs. I do think Ben Godfrey will start. I I think Yuri Mina should start over Michael Keane. I think Yuri Mina is just a little bit of better of a defender um, overall. Mm-hmm. Um, Luca Dean and Seamus Coleman, right and left. Now, um, where it gets interesting is what? Are, how many are we going to play in the midfield? Um, I honestly think it's going to be a four-two-three-one. So I would say I would like to see. Um, I would like to see Gabamin and Decore start as those two defensive mids. Mm-hmm. I think they would work well together. Um, and then you would have Richarlison, Damari Gray in the middle, and Andros Townsend on the right wing, and have Dominic mm-hmm. Albert Lewin. If he's healthy, he'll start up front. I'm still kind of worried that he might not be fully fit mm-hmm. um, and available. We'll find out about that tomorrow. If not, you can start Richarlison as your main striker and play. Anthony Gordon on the left, I guess. Hmm. Hmm. That's the other thing is like uh, left winger depth, it's not really there. So if Dominic Calvert Lewin can't go, what are you going to do then? Because then you kind of have to, then you have to, yeah, then you're in a situation where you probably have to start with Charlison. So
0: yeah, I think I, I agree with you. Um, and I, I agree. The The only backline questions that I would have is Keen Mina. Yeah, has Mina has Mina been back long enough from Copa America to? Uh,
1: I could see Michael Keane starting. Start. Yeah,
0: that's my only question. That. Uh, I personally really like Yuri Mina, and I think Mina Keen or Godfrey cycling through as a starter, I'm cool with any of that. Um, but I do think Godfrey's going to get the start. It's going to be between Keen or Mina. Um, for some reason, I have this bizarre. Notion in my head that we're going to run Alan, Decore, and JPG all together. I don't I've know why. That. I think it's because I saw Decore's statement that he may be playing a little more attacking minded. I do
1: see that, yeah.
0: And so the idea of keeping Alan and JPG a little bit more, a uh, little bit farther back, and Decore a little more advanced, uh, Damari Gray on the side, and I'm not saying I would normally do this, but I, I think the possibility of a Wobie starting, I could see it happening. Um, I know, I know, I know, but
1: I could see it happening. Fans are going to be um, so mad. The fume is going to be through the damn roof. If Alex you know and Woby's name, name is on that starting sheet and we see that on Twitter, Twitter might just shut down. Everton Twitter might just pack it up it would, and go it would.
0: Le- it would legit not surprise me. No,
1: no, it would, be, it would be the least surprising thing ever. I saw somebody <laughs> made me laugh. They're like, I can feel it in my bones that Fabian Delph is going to start this weekend. Somebody like, else. I've seen somebody oh else say that God, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Don't you speak that into existence. If Alex is, to and possibly, Fabian he's... Delph this weekend. Yeah. Oh, no.
0: Well, here's the, here's the oh, crazy no. thing, though, man. Here's the crazy thing. They start and we win. I want that. I want that. That is what I want.
1: I want that. Happens. We implode and just, I don't know, the world stops spinning. Yeah. Initially, I I had
0: Townsend over Iwobi, and then I was kind of like, I don't know. I could easily see Iwobi getting a start and Townsend being like an energy sub.
1: You know what? If Iwobi is going to start, put him at the 10 if you're gonna play like a four two three one or whatever if you're gonna play like a number ten put a Wobie at the 10 and start Townsend on the right because you're gonna need those crosses from andros Townsend he he is yeah. he is one of the most prolific crossers in the league so yeah
0: I could see that i just I just wasn't sure if they considered him starting material or if it was more of a Like, I don't know. I think a lot of us considered him a squad depth Depth addition.
1: Well, and I think normally in a normal situation, he would be. But in the situation we're in currently, it might just be, all right, well, we signed you for squad depth, but now you're starting.
0: Because we haven't purchased anybody to play that position. I see what you mean. I'm inclined to agree with you. I am. I think you've swayed me over. Don't ever do it again. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, uh, in DCL, who I do think will be healthy enough to start. I hope he's fit. Um, yeah. What's your prediction? What's gonna be the score?
1: Um. So uh, I, I actually, actually have two different predictions based off of DCL. If DCL doesn't play, it's nil nil. It's boring. It's, it's just miserable and just a very terrible start to the season. I mean, a draw is a point. It's a point, but like, uh a nil nil draw against Southampton on opening day at home just sounds miserable. Uh, If DCL starts, I do think it'll be a little bit better because I think he opens up so much more for everybody else just because of how dangerous he is, how he can flick a ball on with his headers uh, Mm -hmm. on a long ball over the top. I think that creates a lot of chaos as well. Uh, So if DCL plays, I think it'll be a 2-0 victory. I think DCL will get a goal. Um, I don't have anybody else down for a goal that I could – I could think of because I don't know, you know, ever, you know, don't know what happened, what's gonna happen. It's there's so. You heard it. Questions. You heard it
0: first. Jake has predicted Delf to
1: score the second goal. That's not what I said. I definitely didn't say that. <laughs> Fabian Delf. Oh my God! If he starts, <laughs> uh, oh man, I feel so. I feel so bad for Rafa Benitez if he starts because it will be a rain of. Boost.
0: No, no, will you can't feel bad for him that. Boost. He will have completely invited it onto himself.
1: Oh man. He will have done that knowing full well what's happening. People won't want him sacked if he if, if he starts Fabian Delft before the first ball is even kicked. Dude, dude, Benitez is like Benitez stared this job in the
0: face knowing that people were spray painting mean, hurtful shit. On the
1: wrong and house. And he was
0: just like, and he was just, you know, the, at the wrong house, but also on Goodison, right? Yeah. And yeah. and he's just like, whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to coach and it's going to be, uh, I'm going to do a good job. God, I hope so. it
1: worked out for him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I, I think they'll win because I do think Dominic Calvert is going to start. And I, I do think all of those missing players for Southampton, they're going to be a bit disjointed. Um, mm-hmm. I think defensively, they're going to be really weak without Yannick Vestergaard back there to kind of steady them because he, he was very clearly their best center back. And without him, they lose a lot of height. As well. I know Ben Rack he is Ben tall. Rack is yeah, Ben Rack is kind of tall too, but he's not nearly the defender that Yannick Vestergaard is. So mm-hmm. uh j- I just think Everton have the advantage in, in just about every facet on paper. I think mm-hmm. uh, talent wise they're they're better. I think they've I-, I don't know, they probably don't have as much pace as Southampton does, which is probably the only thing that worries me a little bit is yeah. that Southampton does have a little bit of pace on them, but you know, goalkeeper. You know, Everton's better striker. They have obviously got the better striker, the more dangerous striker. Um, and even even off the bench, I think Everton will be better. And I don't, I don't believe James Ward-Prowse is going to be playing in this game, which is a huge boost for Everton. So. Agreed.
0: I agree. Uh, however, I am, I am still, I'm going to be optimistic and pick a one-one draw.
1: Ah, a one-one draw. You don't know well, why. the good news is Danny Ings can't can't score, so.
0: See, that's the thing. I just until gotta, we play Villa. I'm getting a vibe that the more stale and dry the football, maybe the better right now. Let's
1: not lose. Let's just draw it on out. Just do yeah. it for a little while. Yeah, and ask then, me how that's going for FC Cincinnati. I'll get back to you on that one. I'm not saying do it forever. I'm just saying <laughs> I, 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 I'm just
0: I'm just saying like right now because everything just feels so meh that yeah. I feel like a one-one draw is a meh kind of yeah. result, and it just matches the meh mood. Um, and you right. know what? I'll still be happy we didn't lose. Yep. Because yep. because I'm fine with building a little more optimism on a point because that point is positive
1: yeah i think yes. i think i think you're gonna need a win if you want everton fans to like not lose their damn mind oh,
0: oh dude 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 i don't
1: expect it to be no
0: i don't i expect very few people to agree with these words Jake. i <laughs> but
1: yeah i'm just saying uh, yeah I just, I, in I fact like i'm not even i'm not even gonna stand with you on this one jerry like i want to win like oh, i didn't say happening. i w-
0: I didn't say I want it. I would. You're expecting. To prefer, you're expecting yes. a draw. Okay. Yes. Okay. It okay. just feels. It feels like. You I know. think
1: you know what. Like I understand why you expect a draw, but I think it's fair to expect a win against against a weak, what I would consider a weak Southampton side. Mm-hmm. Like I just, especially playing at home in front of a packed Goodison Park for the first. time. I love time the and, idea of that.
0: Of expecting a win. You know, based, but uh, I don't know. I I haven't been like super dazzled with the play in the preseason. It's boring. You know what I mean. So I, I think, I it think in it's going to be. A of, it was boring. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of defensive play. I think it's going to be a lot of defensive play. I
1: yeah. do think having Dominic calvert Lewin will help it open up a little bit. He just he just kind of changes gotta, everything. So. right. Uh, all right. Uh, one one one.
0: It will be scores. Oh, all right, man. so. Alex it will
1: be scores for that would be something let me tell you that would be You're something welcome world for that one all right so
0: it's a weird it's it's a weird season a weird year getting off in weird fashion and it'll be okay yeah. um so that's it that's the show
1: jake yeah uh, what do we need to plug something for you um yes still writing for the broken anchor i will have my premier league preview as long as i don't fall asleep uh tonight it should be out tomorrow, hopefully Sweet. in the morning. If not, it'll be in out in the afternoon. I want it to be done before the first match comes on at three o'clock, which shouldn't be an issue. I'm at like I'm at like 10th right now. So it should be it should be fine. That should That's be That's so so Yeah, important. I did I did the bottom half of the table earlier today. It took me like four hours.
0: <laughs> You're a monster. Oh um gosh. so i'm doing yeah the broken
1: that. anchor is where i'm writing i would also like to shout out uh to my brother my brother turns 30 years old on saturday um happy birthday to my brother he is a spurs supporter so i actually um i've got his gift right in there and i need to wrap it so happy birthday to my brother it's turning 30 mm-hmm. we're going out to a couple a couple different dinners this weekend and we're gonna have a nice time so what's your brother's name my brother's name is tj holton tj holton
0: tj holton happy birthday you're 30 stop counting
1: we That's we like to, to yeah we, we, we like we we just like to we like to make fun of him and call him old and you know he's he's all about mm. it so yeah, um, yeah
0: that, 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 those kind of things don't hurt people <laughs> at all
1: and uh he's he he calls himself old too so no, oh, I know. That's that's actually what I
0: <laughs> that's what I do with the young guys that I work with. I constantly beat them to the punch. I'm like, I will be better at making fun of me for being. I mean, old my God, me. I call
1: myself old, and I'm 27 years old. And I feel. Old Shut so up! Fun. Stop
0: it, Jake! Stop it!
1: Uh, All right, that's funny.
0: All right, so Broken Anchor, check out his Premier League preview. Everybody, you, I'm sure you can check his Twitter. He'll show. Uh, he'll. Uh, I'm sure he'll be putting that up there. And also, yep. Happy Birthday, yep. T.J. Yep. Holton! Yep. Stop counting now. 30 is too high. Okay, so uh, for everything else, uh, if you've been digging what you're hearing or, or seeing, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues YouTube channel and or podcast. Please check, check out the Toffee Blues website where there's all kinds of content from smart Evertonians who have smart Everton things to say. And also, um, yeah, they, uh, they also put up the content on YouTube and uh, the podcast. They're, they're good guys just like y'all, just like yep. everybody else who's watching this. Yep um they're good folk so check it out follow the toffee blues on twitter facebook and instagram and uh and as a personal thing please keep an eye out uh at some point i am gonna have a movie or two so yes check it out uh through the lines is what it's called uh at the moment but we may have to make it two different movies so different conversation on that (laughs) anyway much love to everybody jake thanks so much for coming on it's good to talk to you buddy i'm glad glad you had a blast in orlando
1: yeah yeah uh, that was a that was a neat little intersection of stories there so that was that was really cool so yes um, anyway thanks so much to everybody else out
0: there much love to you um, you know what three points can heal a lot of wounds yes it can yes, so it can. let's do it delf hat trick incoming <laughs> All right, everybody. Much love to you. Take care. Bye.